Hello, welcome along to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here, and this is your weekly fix of male skincare, grooming, and fragrance. And each week I talk to a male guest about some of the key items in their bathroom cabinet and their regimes. Uh, this week I'm talking to Gregor Jaspers, the founder of The Grey, which is a Dutch skincare brand, a premium skincare brand. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it online or, or in store, but um, beautiful sort of black and white, very clean aesthetic um, and, and products that are superb and work really, really well. Uh, I had a really good conversation with Gregor. Fascinating to hear him talk about the brand and how it came to life and um, where he's got to in the, the eight years since he started developing it. So here we go. This is Gregor Jaspers, founder of The Grey, on Man in the Mirror. Welcome along to another edition of Man in the Mirror. And this week... I'm delighted to let you know I've been joined by Gregor Jaspers from The Grey. He's the founder of The Grey. It's a Dutch men's skincare brand that's making real waves all around the world. Hi, Gregor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Really lovely. It's it's absolutely my pleasure. And um, it's so great to have a skincare brand on. I think some of the the people I've met and talked to on, on Man in the Mirror, we've had uh, retailers and and perfumers and brand owners and um you know, skincare is, is a is a big part of it and not least because it's an area that that i know <laughs> it sounds strange but i know the, the the least about and i'm really keen to to learn more and i suspect also that you know for this audience it, there's an education piece to do around you know finding out about a good regime to to sort of work into their lives and i you know it's only really in, in recent years that I've learned the good, the good gospel of SPF and all these things and just trying, you know, trying to make it part of my daily routine. And, um, I think, yeah, in, in talking about key items in the bathroom shelf, it's, it's, it's a, a, a format to, to get recommendations from people of, of, you know, what works for them, how, how they build things into their routine and to, to recommend products that they, they really like. And, and it's been, been fascinating and, and you know people have come up with all sorts of sort of great products that they might take away in their sort of travel toilet bag if you like but um i think first of all it'd just be really great to to find out a bit more about you and and what what led you to starting a men's skincare brand how did that come about well that's that's of course the question um, the million dollar question not, no not a million dollar question it's just <laughs> everybody wants to know that and um so I'm not from the skincare industry. At least I wasn't. And now I am. Right. But I used to be a buyer for a department store, a fashion department store in the Netherlands. Um, and as a buyer, um, you travel a lot. You travel from the 52 weeks a year. Mm. I think I was traveling 45. So I was living in hotel rooms uh, and out of my wash bag. Um, and were you buying menswear, Gregor? Uh, I was buying everything, so it's uh, it's uh, you can compare the the department store with Liberties, oh, size wow. wise. Uh, and I was doing men's, women's, children's skincare, perfume, shoes, panties, everything. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was buying directly there, and um, it was a great job. It was uh, next to what I'm doing now, maybe my the best job I ever had. Uh, but it was a lonely job because you were traveling, well, so much. Yeah. And I have a fascination for 
fragrances and for skincare. Mm -hmm. uh, because my mother is from the industry, she used to work for a uh, for Guerlain, so the French brand. Oh wow! As a, a small boy, m me and my brother, we were raised with beautiful products. So when I had my first uh, breakout, um, <laughs> there was still no. We had like there was the products best, there. The yeah. So it was it was um, handed over by my mother. And there's a lot to be said about you know when those things are around you in the house and and don't feel strange and it's kind of in your world that makes a difference doesn't it it's just yeah yes. things you see yes. as you're younger but i remember i, I and uh, maybe that's that's my most important experience with with skincare is my mother uh, was on a saturday morning and my mother went out i think she went to my grandmother as a saturday you go she goes to her mother yeah so i was left alone and I went into the bathroom and I opened her cupboard and there was this new mask from a Japanese brand called Anayaka. I remember so clearly. And I think I was like 10 or 12 maybe. And it was this foaming mask. And when you put it on, it uh, foamed even more and it uh, heated up. So it was a warming mask and yeah. I was like so excited. Um, but I, I didn't dare to tell that I used it. So I put it in the cupboard and... Um, but, but, you know, the seed was planted there by my mother. Um, so I, and I was the buyer of the, of the department store. And I was in Milan for, I think it was Pitti Womo at the time. And I was sitting in my hotel room and the door of the bathroom was open and I saw my wash bag and it was cluttered with products mm. so much. Uh, and it was from La Mer, Dior, Dr. Sebach, everything was in there. So yeah. it was like a mixture of women's women's products men's product uh, um doctors uh, pharmacists products everything was in there and i thought it's too much mm. when i'm carrying along with me and it's yellow gold blue pink uh, big jars of only three ml eye creams i can it, it should be easier it should be more convenient yeah so i went out and i bought everything from clinique men's collection yeah the great the great packaging yeah because uh, well it's nice and it's easy and understandable and um it's affordable it's convenient and i went back into my uh, hotel room unpacked everything and i started using it for like three days and it was so disappointing in active ingredients because at the time i, I think that this is like 10 years 10 11 years ago um and a lot has changed but at that time men's products were just creams with almost no active ingredients inside. And I was used to, the, to use all those beautiful ingredients uh, from women's products. So uh, I was really disappointed and I went back to using my old products. But that thing kept singing around in my mind. And then the moment came that the department store shamefully had to close down and I was unemployed. Right. And I said, Okay, let's do the one thing that will really, really make me happy and is create this beautiful brand for men. And that's how the idea started. And that was eight years ago. Took me four years of development yeah. before we launched a product. We launched with four skincare products and one uh, product of supplements. And so we're now four years on the market, which is quite still new and young. Yeah, but it's such a brilliant inspiring story where you know it, it kind of sounds quite straightforward in that you know you saw 
a problem and you thought, you know, you, you could see a, a solution, but actually that, that piece of, I'm going to do it myself and I'm, I'm going to create this range. That's a, yeah. you know, there in the gap is a, is, is a hell of a lot of hard work and, and someone that clearly, yeah. n- you know, knows, I, I wouldn't have the first clue of who to talk to and, you know, talk about which labs. Yeah. And so what, an, what a fantastic voyage of discovery to, to bring that to life. And, and like you say, here you are now and it's, it's distributed all over the world and that's, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. very inspiring. And, and at the time, it's not true that, that, that there was nothing out there for men, yeah. only nothing out there that appealed for me, mm. to me. So there was clinique and there was uh, uh, men's science and, uh, but nothing um, appealed to me that it was, that I wanted to buy it as part of my lifestyle I was in. Mm. I love beautiful things. I love uh, um, uh, active ingredients. I love uh, products who sit nicely on the shelf uh, because that's how I um, arranged my life. Yeah. And there was nothing there. Uh, so that was the idea. But then, you know, I said to myself, let's make it. And then what? I had no clue where to start yeah. uh, and what to do and how things work. So it took me, that's why it took me four years to fin- finalize everything. And I was so lucky to work with uh, the, the best. And they are still our, our, our lab in, in the Netherlands. It's a medical lab. Right. Um, so they have a very high standard in production. And uh, at that time, the, the managing director said, well, we love the idea. Uh, I'm going to give you our two best uh, developers and just speak to them and say what you want and they will create it for you. And that's how in the beginning it started. And now when I have, when I have a new idea, it's a whole different thing. I speak to them as like, okay, well, we're going to make this, it's going to have this percentage of this ingredient and that percentage of that ingredient. So you learn in yeah. eight years you learn a lot. But also, I guess you're acting on, you know, there's the, the practical steps of bringing it to life, which is one part of it, but also the sort of bravery of this is something that I think this is something that I would like, you know, it was a product that you wanted to see on the market, but did you, did you have to do lots of consumer testing or was it all hunch that you thought other people shared this, you know, this saw this gap and it is something that people, that men would want, you know, did you have to do tons of research or was it much more um, kind of, Intuition. No, it was, it was this intuition, this gut feeling that, that, and so I'm not, I wasn't new to Mark because I was one of the, I was a big consumer. Yeah. And when you look to the Dutch market, we have our department stores and we have some really beautiful retailers we work with now. But when I was client at a retailer, I, there was nothing I could buy from men. Mm. I buy beautiful products which were marketed as women's products because that's the thing. Uh, but there was nothing made, created, or marketed for me. And when I did my research, you know, there were some unisex-ish brands. Yeah. Uh, nothing communicated with the male consumer mm. as I wanted to communicate. Mm. So that was uh, the marketing research I did. Uh, but it was a big gut feeling step. Uh, I yeah. Think. Which is, I think, uh, the most important thing. Listen to your gut uh, yeah. and then you know, be, just be honest with yourself. And amazing when those gut instincts pay off and you find out that there is a, other, yeah. other people exactly. Who, exactly. who share. So thank goodness. And also I should point out, I mean, because, you know, this is an audio medium rather than particularly visual, although maybe I should fix that in future. But um, I should say about the grey products there's a really sort of clean minimal 
mono monochrome aesthetic mm. to it. Um, I mean, I've I've got a few of the items here, including a, a face serum and a charcoal face wash. But yeah, a, mm. a, a, a beautiful minimalism. And I assume, Gregor, that that's you know very deliberate and and something that appeals to you very much. Yes, yes, it it appeals to me, but it's also part of uh, of the brand identity. So when mm-hmm. you look at our social media, everything is black and white with sometimes a touch of color. We use a very minimalistic product design, but our boxes are, you know, the, the paper is beautiful. We spend a lot of time researching the quality of the paper, the printing. We have a, a foil print, but the foil is mud, so it doesn't shine. So it's again understated mm-hmm. because again, at the time and still, if you buy into a men's product range, uh, it looks like you have like a jar of Jack Daniels on your, uh, <laughs> on your counter because that's how, in, in a way, brands think that's how men's products should look, or it's orange or it's blue. Yeah. And you you have this great uh, bathroom, and there is this ugly yellow blue bottle on it, which yeah. I don't like. You no, know? and if you like it, you know, fair play. It's okay but for me. <laughs> everything had to connect with each other. And yeah. I remember that I had my first pitch um, uh, with a retailer uh, and he said, well, we sell men's product or we sell men's, uh, or we sell products that are avail- uh, available for men. I said, well, let me explain you this. So this young couple comes in, she's all fancy dressed up and beautiful brands and the guy is same, he's wearing his Balenciaga sneakers and his Dries van Uyte sweater. And he asked for a cream, a face cream he can use. The only thing you can present him is a gray and orange box with a mediocre product. Mm. Well, I think if you want to really catch the consumer, you have to have a uniquely designed formulation, which actually works in combination with a product he wants to buy and he wants to be proud of and he wants to set placed on his washing sink and everything. So yeah. that's the combination that everything we do, our tone of voice, the shoot we have, so our campaign shoot, the products, how we design them, in combination with the formulation, they intertwine into, in my opinion, one of the better products on the market. Yeah, and I think that that combination of sort of efficacy and a product that, you know, is going to be more expensive than some of your kind of chemist products, but Mm. that you feel is worthwhile because of the packaging and the look, that that definitely works. And I I can attest to how well the, you know, the face wash and the serums, what I really liked, I've only tested them quite recently, Gregor, but I I really like how Mm. the products absorb, you know, absorb really quickly. I'm not left with a sort of greasy film or feeling like I've got to do too much work yeah. Yet I feel that things are happening, and you know, uh, yeah, that the the, um, the charcoal face wash I'm, I'm particularly enjoying yeah, building into to my routine. Really good. Yeah, and a nice sort of yeah, a dark dark wash that that yeah feels like it's pulling things out, but um, and and not too perfumed either. They they don't feel like they're over scented, which I really like. So, so, so the, the, a few things so for us formulation. So having a um, a face cream or a uh, overnight mask, for instance, they have to work. So they have to improve your skin. So we don't talk about grooming. We talk about skincare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people uh, um, talk to me and say, oh, you've got this great grooming brand. So no, we are a skincare brand and our main goal is to improve skin quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that's why we have the formulations as we have them. And for instance, our, our three-in-one face cream, which is uh, our bestseller, but it's also like the iconic product because that is exactly, I was telling you about the wash bag I had in my hotel room. Yes. I went to, our, to the lab and I said, well, this is what I use. Can you put all those products? So the La Mer and the Dior and the Chanel and the Dr. Sebach, can you put that in one, just one single use product? So yeah. for day cream, night cream, and eye cream. And that's what, what we did. So everything I was using, um, all the different ingredients I like in the product, we put them in one product, um, making it easy and effortless. To uh, take around with you. And to take around with yeah. you when you travel. Um, so you don't have to take along five different jars of product with you. Yeah, It's about convenience. It's about high quality formulations. And then it's also about that fact that it, that we communicate with a target group that we want to be part of their lifestyle. Yeah. And lifestyle is important um, yeah. because that makes, it, it takes away um, the gap of guys not feeling comfortable buying into skincare. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And I, I have to say, I hadn't really thought about the terminology before. And I'm certainly guilty of bandying around terms like, you know, grooming and skincare kind of interchangeably but it's really interesting that you you sort of focused in on on skincare rather than grooming and I don't know whether somehow saying grooming feels you know like it's I don't know are men sort of is there some issue with me talking about skincare I don't really think so but I, I hadn't I had to say it. it's interesting to talk about the the difference between those two words you know and I hadn't thought about it before. I like it. It's actually the reason why we did not launch a uh, shaving cream in our first um, launching moment. Mm -hmm. Because shaving cream is, well, I think it's the most important product in a grooming range. Uh, yeah. Uh, or grooming collection. So I said to myself, let's not do that because I don't want to go into the barber shops and... Mm. Uh, or going to the shelving in a department store next to all those hair brands and um, waxes and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's the usual suspect where I would have been put into. I want to sit next to the, the independent women's collections and yeah. then as a men's brand. That's also where I, I um, where we have the competition. Uh, and there are amazing grooming brands. Well, I want to compete with the women's skincare brands. Yeah. And yeah, you seem very um, single-minded, and and it seems like you had a real, real focus on where you needed to be. And I, th I, and again, talking about the aesthetics of things, it's a it's a real bugbear of mine. That it just feels kind of lazy sometimes, you know, with with a lot of the more grooming brands. But certainly here mm. in the UK, they quite often fall into this kind of. Victorian gent, you know, and the, 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 the graphics are, are generally a, a guy with a sort of big handlebar moustache and it's all, it's all meant to look like Victoriana and, you know, mm -hmm. 200 years ago and, and, and the barbershop pole and all that stuff. And I, and you can see why, but it doesn't, I don't know. I just find that, you know, when brands come out, when the big brands, they jump in on this, in this kind of sector and they start doing stuff that with a sort of barber's chair and big handlebar yeah. stuff just feels kind of, I feel like we've done that now, you know, I think that, wow. and it's really interesting to hear you talk about, you know, there is, there's a real sort of purpose and there's a real thought behind, and it feels like we're going on about design too much, but, 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 you know, but it means a lot that the, the simplicity is 
deliberate, you know, that you, you're, you're kind of, yeah. it, it looks like a classy item on the shelf, but almost you're not kind of putting, you know, too many ideas in people's head yourself. The, 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 the kind of cleanness and the monochrome characteristics, um, yeah, they, they, they don't say too, they kind of say a lot, but not very much, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but you just said it's, you're talking about, um, aesthetics too much. Um, the way men's skincare works is that, so let's say, let's say there's a hundred percent of product in the market. 80% is made for women. Yeah. And then it's 20% is made for men. Men who love to, to use skincare, they also buy into women's products. doesn't matter. Yeah. But then there is this part of the guys who use nothing and they don't buy into women's product because it's made for women. Yeah. Communication is all pinkish, bluish, yeah. uh, soft, roses, smell and everything. So communication, uh, so the numbers show that when a brand is marketed for men, if it's even if it's the same brand, you know, that's where when uh, the guy feels uh, confident enough to go, to enter and yeah, to use it. Yeah. So it's for us it was, it was very important to as a small brand we can't compete with the big big brands out there. So we had to find our niche, and our niche was the guy who loves a certain kind of aesthetics mm-hmm. uh, and is open to use. Skincare is open to use beautiful perfume brands. It's open to experiment in fashion brands, uh, but needs to have that small push over yeah. over the edge to yeah. start using. And um, so, uh, our marketing team and me—well, in the beginning it was only me, and now we have a marketing team. Uh, we said, well, we don't look at different cosmetics brands. We we look at fashion brands for our communication. We look at art brands, yeah. at, at furniture brands, how they communicate. Because that's also part of the, the lifestyle we have. And then we just add in skincare. Yeah. Because when you add it in, instead of making it so important, no, it's it's not that important. It's part of your life. Yeah. No, I think and and it's a kind of very clever stealth way of of trying to introduce it to some uh, to some people that, that you know that should the, the, yeah, there shouldn't be this barrier, as you say, but but yeah, yeah, why not? Why not bring those people in and make it as as easy as possible? I don't know why why the, the barrier is still there. You know, yeah. we, 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 no, you're right. We say we're still open to everything, but we're not. No, it's no, not, that's a, no. But uh, but it's great that um, you know, there's and as I've heard already, then there's a lot of thought gone into making it as easy and as accessible as as possible. You know, albeit at, at a you know, a premium product, but there's, um, yeah, it, it, it's certainly something that, that, you know, many men could build into their, into their regimes. So speaking of regimes and your regime, and you've, you've already talked a bit about this, um, you know, the toilet, the, the amount of traveling that you did and the toilet bag that you carry around with all these products. So if we can kind of fast forward to, to now, and I've no yeah. doubt, I'd be surprised if it was anything else, but I've no doubt there's plenty of the gray products in there, but can you talk a bit about your routine now? And, um, I guess we should, we should start with, with skincare and what you actually, what works for you and, and what, yeah. what you do in the morning and the evening. I, I would like to say that my, uh, wash bag has decluttered, but it hasn't. <laughs> You've still got lots in there. Oh, You've man. added more things now. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, being in this industry 
having your own brand, of course, like the majority is my own brand, but then there are always um, new things on the market I want to try. Uh, there are things I don't have in my, um, uh, in our collection yet. Uh, so there's part research, there's part product I just want to, to use, but the majority luckily is still of the gray itself. Yeah. So a regime and that's, and that's the only thing I always say, a regime is a regime when you can keep it. Yeah. Don't go overboard on five, six, seven, eight products. Now we have, I'm not going to say, now you have those big brands, they sell single ingredient products. So you have a, a niacinamide serum or a hyaluronic acid serum or retinol serum. If you go that way, you will end up using eight, nine, 10, 11 different products. Yeah. You have to be a fanatic to maintain that regime and routine. Yeah. So and you need a massive, is, massive toilet bag for all of that. Yeah, but and you need <laughs> to have knowledge also because you yeah. cannot mix this. You cannot mix. You don't use retinol in the morning, and so in the end, you're not saving money because the single product is cheaper. But in the end, you need more different products. So for me, a regime is one you can keep. Yeah. And drops down to three products. It's a face wash, a cleanser, mm-hmm. uh, which can be any kind, depending on your skin. So I use uh, our charcoal face wash in the morning, Me too. in the evening, um, as it is my hero product. Then I don't use the three-in-one face cream, which is our bestseller. <laughs> I don't use it. I use our Comfort Plus, right? Uh, which is a, uh, a cream we launched three years ago. Uh, and I have a a dry, sensitive, difficult skin. Do you? And I do, yeah. Mm. And uh, our three-in-one is so active in ingredients that I can use it. But sometimes when I have, like, when the, the season changes and your skin gets uh, more uh, open for irritations and, yeah. and, and, and dryness, uh, I need to use a different cream, uh, and I use a three, the uh, Comfort Plus face cream, which is my go-to cream, and I can advise it to any person who has any difficulty with skin. If it's dryness or even eczema or psoriasis, this is a game changer. So that's what I use. So I have a face wash, a face cream, and then always an SPF yeah. every day in winter. And those three products will save your skin. See, it's a, it sounds simple. That's as simple as that, right? That's it not is. that's not a big, difficult regime it's to build into. Hard. What's that? Five minutes? Uh, if that. Well, th- then you know, I wash my face in the shower in the morning. Then I put on my uh, my face cream, and afterwards my SPF, and that's it. So it's not even five minutes. Yeah, easy. Yeah, and th- that's actually everything you need. And then when you love using skincare, and when you um, are open in experimenting. Or on the other hand, if you have such difficult skin, you need extra attention, you can build and grow with your routine. Mm. But this is the basis. That's the basis the of it. And what yeah. about um, your shaving regime, Gregor? Are you, I noticed there's a, as I can see Gregor on screen, there's a, 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 a little bit of stubble. Are you, you shave every few days or are you a wet shave guy? Every, or? every other day, every other second day. So, uh, yesterday evening I shaved myself. Uh-huh. So there is, and this is like, um, but I don't shave, uh, I don't close shave. I don't, I don't use a razor. I use a beard trimmer always. Right. Um, 
So this is my shortest, uh, and then um, I grow into approximately your length, which I can see. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but to be honest, because it's, I get, I'm getting a grayer beard, um, yeah, I like to keep it short. Yeah, um, keeps me younger. Um, so I, I I trim. So and, and with with your hair on your your, your sort of beard hair, do you and being someone that has, as you say, more sensitive skin, do you do you apply anything after you've used your trimmer? Do you have put any no, beard no. moisturizer or anything like that? Or? Yeah, because of bit moisturizer, um, uh, I get breakouts from bit moisturizer. Okay. So I use my again the three the um, the Comfort Plus, right? Uh, and I use it as uh, on my neck, on my face, under the eyes, and that's why how I designed it, and I, I intend it to be as it to be used. Um, but I don't use any beard moisturizers, and to be honest, I would not advise for people with my length of beard. Mm. I would not advise any beard moisturize when you have a longer beard yes because you're really uh trying to end nourish the skin underneath the beard and mm. the beard itself mm. but with this length like a, a, a two-day stubble yeah um, um there's yeah there's not too much like, hair is there it's kind of you you're gonna get more skin and and how about um your hair do you are you do you put product in your hair yeah um i wash every other day with mm -hmm. our shampoo, which we just recently launched, and which is a great shampoo, um, because a shampoo can also be uh, approached as skincare, as we talk about scalp care. Yeah. Uh, and having a, um, a healthy scalp will improve hair quality. So I wash every other day, and then I use um, just a wax. Now it's short. This is very short for me. Um, because I got tired of my long hair and too much work. Even <laughs> I'm lazy with that. Now, um, as you grow, grow older, your the, the the structure of your your hair changes. And you know, when I was younger, I could have amazing longer hair, but now it's just not as nice as I like it. So I go back to keep short it short. Hair. So it's yeah. just washing and then some um, some waxing. But I yeah. do. Um, have a weekly routine where I scrub the the scalp. Uh, oh, do you? They, uh, yeah, which which is very it's great for the hair for for the scalp, but it's also kind of a um, relaxing moment for me. Self care thing. Yeah. Self care uh, where I so usually on a Wednesday evening it's my private evening and I uh, pamper myself. <laughs> Wednesday night is self care night. Yeah. At <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All my friends know that, so <laughs> don't come knocking on Wednesday night. It's no. self care evening. And I, one thing I really like to to talk to guests about on on Man in the Mirror, kind of as the name suggests, is your relationship with your appearance. And I suppose one of the perils or joys, depending on how you look at it, of your pro professional life, and the, you know the fact that you're dealing with your face and other people's faces. I mean, you, you're probably having to, I don't know, if you're having to look at your yourself more or less than anybody else. But point being, when you look in the mirror now, how do you feel about your appearance? Do you, do you are you someone that's um, content with the person that stares back? Or do, do you ever think there was a, gosh, there were, you know, there was a point in my life where I, I thought I looked, you know, the best and it's not that now. Do you know, some people sort of hark back to, 
youth or I don't know. Uh, I just interested. I'm interested in people's relationship with the with their appearance and and yeah. whether they feel like they need to they would want to do anything to it. So, how do you feel about yours, Gregor? So, being in skincare has made me obsessively aware of my <laughs> appearance. I thought it might. I mean, and it's a it, a problem. It's not a problem, but it, it is something constantly on your mind because when you meet people and you say you have a skincare company or skincare brand or the first thing they do is they look at your skin <laughs> of course i hadn't thought of that of course they'd somebody just stare at you like okay and and then they ask so how old are you and then you, you say how old you are and then say, oh that's okay i can see you have a skincare brand or <laughs> depending on the day i have because you're 65 uh, actually and you're looking amazing yeah well thank you for that, thank <laughs> you for that. um and there's one example of um, a skincare brand and his owner. Uh, you have Dr. Brand, mm -hmm. the brand called Dr. Brand. And Dr. Brand himself uh, went overboard in uh, cosmetical surgery. Oh, did he? Uh, became a, a kind of character that was uh, ridiculed in yeah. the skincare. It's not what and, you want, is it? And even uh, on television, he was ridiculed and he committed suicide. Oh, God. And this story, I knew about this story, but I n never looked, I never Googled Dr. Brand himself. And when you Google him, um, th this, this is gonna, th this was my worst nightmare, that I would lose myself because there was so much pressure. Uh, and then I would do Botox and fillers and everything. <laughs> and look like him. Oh, um, getting back to your question, uh, when I look in the mirror, I'm critical on skin quality. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have your good days and your bad days, but so that's taking a kind of professional yeah. interest, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but then um, I, when I see the person I look at in the mirror, um, I feel proud and I'm uh, happy what I see mm -hmm. uh, of what I have become because this is what I, uh, you know, eight years ago I had this idea and um, I had no idea if I would be able to create this and uh, uh, so so far I have succeeded. So that's also what I see. So I see somebody who's getting older. Um, I don't mind getting older. Of course, uh, remembering when you're 20, 25, 30, yeah. but also knowing that when you were 30, you said, oh, when I was 25, I was so handsome. And also when I was 40, I said, oh, when I was 30, I was so good looking, I was so in shape. So I know that now, when I'm saying this, when I'm 50 and 55, yeah. I'm back at being my age now yeah. and being happy. So I, I, I'm, I'm uh, trying to let those things go. Uh, yeah, and be content. About aging, because I don't mind aging. I do want to age gracefully, if that's the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't do any Botox, I don't do any fillers, um, because I feel it's changes the face too much uh, when you yeah, yeah. when you go overboard and i know i will go overboard once i start so i don't do that <laughs> and if you do and you have a great physician who and a great uh, doctor who does it um bless you great. Um, yeah. let me know uh, but i do um take care of my skin in, in, a, in an excessive way for that to, to, to mm. remain um not young but fresh and i like the way you you framed it there where, you know, of course there's the sort of technical professional side to it, but, but, but also 
acknowledging that, you know, that there's, there's a lot about when we see ourselves in the mirror, you know, whether we're critical or kind to ourselves, but you know, there's, we should be looking at the person we've become and the things that have happened along the way and the the dreams that have been fulfilled or, or whatever. So it, it's, yeah, it's, it's really great to, to hear that, um, you know, you're proud as you should be of the, of the person that you're, that you're looking at. Um, finally, Gregor, if I could ask you about what makes you happy and what brings you joy and it, and it could be, can I tend to tend to say this? Cause it feels like a big question, whether, whether that's something, you know, it could be as trivial as your favorite chocolate bar or as big as, you know, spending time with loved ones. I, I don't know, but you know, it, it, almost a kind of instinctive answer about, about the things that make you happy. What, what might that be? Friends. It's my friends. There you go. Yeah. Are you a sociable per? Do you, are you, would you say you're a sociable person that are you kind of party guy that wants to be out there or are you talking about friends for dinner or? I'm the guy who cooks dinner for 20 friends and, um, right. Not realizing. So, you know, I, I spent summer in Paris. Um, yes. so we, I was three months away, uh, amazing apartment with my, my boyfriend. Um, we had a great time. I didn't miss Rotterdam where we live, but then mm -hmm. I realized I was missing my friends so much. And even that every weekend we had somebody coming over, um, the moment we came back, I cried because all my friends were there and all our friends were here and in, in the house. And I realized that, um, this is what makes me tick my friends, um, yeah. being there for them, um, uh, well, be entertaining, listening, crying yeah. with them, laughing with them, spending our holiday. For me, that is, um, uh, I realize now after Paris that that is the most important thing for me. And it's, you know, it was said many times, I know, you know, during the pandemic and these things that were taken away from us, those human connections and gathering with friends over dinner or, or going out, it's when it's, when it's removed from your life, you, it, it's, it's amazing what a, what a huge vacuum it, it leaves, isn't it? And I think it, obviously everyone's different, but people who thrive on communication and, and, and friendship and, and connection. Yeah. It's very difficult when those things aren't there and, um, and, and a complete joy when, when they are. Uh, yeah. I, I totally understand Definitely. that. And for, for us, the pandemic wasn't that difficult because we have a huge office and, uh, when our government said, okay, you can't go to work. Our friends came to our office and we were together and right. we sneaked out right. and we did some, um, <laughs> not illegal, but also not hundred percent legal stuff, but we were together as friends. And then being in Paris yeah. without them was for me the first time that I realized that they were not close. And so, and then we had some, um, relatives passing away from our friends and we couldn't go there because of, of the distance. And then you realize what's important to you. And are you, uh, are you a keen cook then? Are you, are you someone, that, do you actually cook yourself when friends come around or do you get someone to do it? I love, and I, I'm the cook who, I'm the guy who takes a new cookbook and then just pin down a, a page and that's what we're going to make. And even if it's for 20 people and it's my first time, I'll do that. And Christmas, I'm the one who cooks during Christmas for uh, my family and my in-laws and the friends and yeah. I love to cook because it's still so meditation for me. Uh, yeah, 
you can kind of switch off and disconnect from cutting vegetables and and that kind of stuff is like meditation and and so oh yeah yeah that that's one of my hobbies i um uh, where, where i can find my peace and actually i suppose you know the way you've described how you went about your setting up your business and, and that drive and it's probably no surprise to to hear you know you could totally get a cookbook and and apply yourself and and um make it yeah. work so fantastic Oh, Gregor, thank you so much. It's been honestly a real pleasure to to spend some time, and um, I hope people felt the same as as they listened. And what what I'll do is I'll list in the the show notes mm-hmm. some of the products that you talked about, and and how people can find out more about the Grey. Uh, I know people listen around the world, which is amazing, or to to the podcast. But here in where I am in the UK, I think it's. The Grey is available on Farfetch and the Grooming Clinic and Mr. Porter, Porter I think Grimes. places like that, yeah. and um, and obviously on on the Grey website. So I shall put some details of that. But um, thank you for spending some time with me. Thank and you for having me. Telling telling such a fascinating story and such an inspiring story about about the brand, and I urge people to um, to check it out. You know, give give the the Grey a try and try and build it into your routine, and you you won't regret it. And uh, yeah, in terms of skincare that, that works and is no nonsense and looks good, then you won't go far wrong. So, Gregor, thank you for your time and um, You're welcome. enjoy the rest of your day and we'll, we'll see you again soon. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It was so great to talk to Gregor and I hope you agree, a really interesting guy and um, making some, some real strides and, and doing something quite different with men's skincare. And uh, I'd certainly learned so much and it was really interesting to to hear about that that journey and that evolution of, of how it came to be. And as as I kind of said during the during our, our chat, that you know, all very well to say you're you've identified a gap in the market and you're going to do something like that, but to uh, to actually get up and do it and to make such a success of it is uh, certainly inspiring to me anyway. Um if you want to find out more about the grey and I think you should. Um, you can find them on Instagram at the Grey Men's Skincare, and Grey is G R E Y. So it's the Grey Men's Skincare on Instagram. Uh, the same on the website. It's thegreymenskincare.com. So www.thegreymenskincare.com, and you can look at the range and, and certainly shop on there. And um, I'm sure you can find out the stockists in your territory as well. Um, yeah, fantastic line and, and, and well worth checking out. Uh, if you want to follow me, and please do, uh, Man in the Mirror podcast is available on Instagram to follow at Man in the Mirror Pod. That's Man in the Mirror Pod on Instagram. And if you would be so kind as to give me a follow or put a review up on what you think of the uh, podcast, that would be amazing as well. Thank you to Gregor. Thank you to you for listening and um, I'll see you next time on Man in the Mirror. Take care.